Hi guys, I'm Bree. And I'm Allie, and this is Off Script. If you think about it, books are potential scripts for movies. When this adaptation happens, typically it's disappointing because they went off script. In this series, we will be talking about how off script they went. Okay, guys, let me paint the scene for you. <laughs> I I am a vlogger, so I do videos. So this is just this is new. This, this is your life. This, so we're just we're we're figuring it out. But let me paint the scene. I just put my kids to bed. They're asleep in the other room, and here Bree and I are sitting on my bed staring at our computers that's about where we're gonna start okay so we are doing well we're gonna kick off this podcast first by jumping into harry potter because that's just a big beast to tackle in itself i feel like that it's like i don't know especially with millennials at least harry potter is the book that got most people into reading at least it did for me i also feel like there's been a resurgence too because like people have been having kids and like people are introducing their kids and like adults from when Harry Potter came out like my aunt and uncle read it to my cousins all the time at night so I feel like now the next generation is just growing up with it and now everyone's like let's go to Universal Studios (laughs) (laughs) so that's where we are starting so with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone depending where you are but just a little bit about it. it. The book came out on June 26, 1997. I was five. That's insane. Five years old when this book came out that defined me. Well, like what's weird too is from the moment this series came out, Kathy bought me it every year for my birthday. Yeah. So here I am for four turning five getting Harry Potter. Awesome. No wonder the first time I tried to read Harry Potter. Did I ever tell you this? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I came home from school and was like, oh, I want to read a book. And so I pulled open Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and I was laying on my floor and halfway through the first chapter, I fell asleep. I could not. So then I just associated this book with falling asleep. That's why I never read the Harry yeah. Potter books. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. That's why. Oh, I should also, I guess we'll preface this now. Uh, I started reading Harry Potter when the sixth book came out. Well, my story with Harry Potter is we really started when the third one came out my friends across the street they were like you have to read harry potter and so i remember when my dad i think it was like first grade or something like that he no my mom read the first one to me and my dad read the second one to me and then i don't remember who read the third one but then like starting at four i like started reading them myself and yeah it was just a fun family book The book came out in 97 and the movie came out November 14th, 2001. So that's like four years difference. But in four years, they knew they wanted to make a movie of it. Yeah, that's crazy. That like blew up. I feel like a lot of the time it takes way longer. I feel like it doesn't. But I think (laughs) I also I feel like a lot of movies that I realize are being made from books. I find out about the book because of the movie. And so because like. Twilight, I remember. Great, now I'm jumping to Twilight, but I remember when That's Twilight. Be in the future. Uh, I remember when Twilight came out. 
I had heard of the book, but I like I didn't want to touch it. <laughs> it's like all these high school kids are like, what? And then the movie came out or was being made. And that's when I was like, oh, I should probably read that. And so I feel like that's just how it is for me with movies and books. I have a degree in film, guys. So I tend to like focus on the movies. Like I love reading. Don't get me wrong. But I tend to like lean more towards movies though when it comes to movies and books. So to me, that feels long. (laughs) I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I am a teacher. And so, but okay. Students. I don't really like reading. Harry Potter was the book that got me into reading and I'm trying to change that. And that's what this podcast I'm excited about is that I'm hoping it'll get me excited for reading again. So I love reading. I used to review books for a blog and everything too. So this, I'm just excited to make Allie read more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to read more. I am. And I'm excited to, you know, watch all these movies that supposedly are amazing and i'm excited to be like you got that 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 wrong or right well if you don't know harry potter where the heck have you been (laughs) uh but we'll just say harry potter is this kid who beats out lord voldemort when he's just baby don't know why don't know how won't find out lord voldemort is like the evilest wizard out there Mm -hmm. like oh (laughs) i was gonna say even dumbledore's afraid of him but that's the other way around (laughs) people are gonna discredit our podcast because they're gonna be like uh these girls don't know what they're talking about oh we know (laughs) we know everything uh anyways so basically his parents die because of voldemort and he gets left with his aunt and uncle who are muggles non-magic folk uh and doesn't even know that he's a wizard until his 11th birthday when he gets his hogwarts letter uh and then he's introduced to hogwarts and wizardry and (laughs) all that fun stuff So that's the premise of Harry Potter. The first one, then he goes on adventures with his three best friends to save this two best friends (laughs) to save this thing called the Sorceress Stone. And so let us dive in and explain a little more to you about what the heck Christopher Columbus, I think he directed this one. I didn't write that down, so that's a pure guess, but pretty sure that's who directed this one. What the heck he was thinking when he directed it and what he left up. Okay. Just Chris, not Christopher. Sorry. Whoops. All right. I'm going to let y'all know (laughs) I have 15 pages of notes (laughs) about this book. (laughs) This is where her teacher side comes in. Whereas me, I sat down and read the book. And I was like, cool, I'm going to watch this movie now. And then I just sat there and grumbled to myself or texted her and was like, oh my God, how could they do this? But I'm also going to let you know, this is going to be me with Harry Potter and no other book. Because, like I said, I've been reading Harry Potter since, you know, first, second grade. 
and it's my go-to read over and over and over. So I've seen the movie. I don't know movies. I don't know how many times I've read the books. I don't know how many times I used to go to sleep listening to the audiobook. <laughs> no joke. Like, so when I, <laughs> I listen to it still and I know the voice inflections and everything and I know where, what parts coming and how he's going to sound. So just rereading and rewatching, I, came up with stupid detailed no one cares about notes that I'm guaranteed or I guarantee will be mostly cut out of this podcast (laughs) you see I'm the editor (laughs) I'll just keep the good juicy bits (laughs) all right cool um well I guess this is also our first podcast so we should probably explain what we're going to be doing If they haven't figured that out yet, but we're going to be taking books and comparing them to their movies. And so basically it's us being able to nitpick on movies and books, Uh, basically tell you which one we think is better, which I'm going to say right now, 99% of the time it's going to be the book. Maybe there's one out there that actually will prove us wrong. Actually, I've heard Blade Runner. I've heard Blade Runner is pretty close to the book, but I also haven't read that book. I've watched that movie, but not read it. So, yeah, we get to nitpick and have fun with things I mainly love. (laughs) (laughs) Brie picked 90% of our books and movies. I just want to say that, but I'm excited to read them. (laughs) Well... (laughs) So the story takes place. It starts off at the Dursleys. Oh. <laughs> I already. I got stuff about. about. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how upset I am that they don't show the muggles in the beginning? Yeah. Like the first freaking the whole chapter is basically just about the muggles. They're dirty and like and really getting to know. Yeah, knowing how much God, we need to, knowing, knowing how much of like jerks they are. Right. That's Okay, that I've only reread the first three right now, but that's my comment so far in every single one is they don't put the Dursleys in enough. And no, not at all. I I also hate because like in the book McGonagall does go like, "Wow, these people are horrible," but that's really the first line of the movie. Yeah, you don't even get to see it. Yeah, and it's like, ah, uh, it's just so. Yeah, because I said like. You, and you see how boring and frustrating and like you learn the background of Vernon Dursley and how he, you know, works in with drills and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I just like the details. I like to know my characters. I think. OK, here's the film and me that's coming out. That's the film. <laughs> the film. <laughs> degree person (laughs) Um, uh, for movies you only need the details of the people who you're going to be following I get it like I'm upset too I would love like that would be a five minute scene that they could have shown like don't even have to make it that extensive but you really could have started like they wake up go to work their day flies by and then they come home go to sleep and you see the cat on the side of the street not just Hey, look, there's a cat on the side of the street. Right. So, but I really liked in the books how, you know, Vernon kept looking at 
McGonagall like she was reading mm-hmm. the map and then mm-hmm. he's like wait no she wasn't and so it's like it gave more yeah I agree well plus like because he obviously knows about that world and yeah. so it's always in the back of his mind so that's why him looking at the cat and going hmm right oh no is a nice little subtlety but obviously for the movie they thought it wasn't important right for some reason I do have to say uh so I'm realizing typically when I read books and then watch the movie, I give myself like two or three weeks in between finishing the book and watching the movie for the purpose of this podcast. I'm doing it sooner so that I can remember everything. I really in my head thought there's two parts in the movie that are so like iconic, I guess you'd say that I just assumed they're in the book and then having read them I'm like oh those aren't in the book at all the first one is when uh, Dudley is going down the stairs and like it creaks and then he jumps on it and wakes Harry up That I really thought that was in the book no, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was watching it. And I was like, wait, that wasn't in the book. And Petunia wakes him up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now we're jumping a little bit. But okay. when Hermione fixes his glasses. Yeah. his That's not in the book at all. <laughs> and wait. I thought. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Wait. I'm pretty sure it's in there because I remember... Uh, when I was younger and, you know, all the, the, the toys back then, they had Harry's like taped up glasses and my friends who got me into the book said, I hate that they have his glasses taped up because Hermione fixes them in the first one, but I don't know. Maybe they were thinking of the movies. I think so. Because I remember in the book, she just walks by and Ron's about to try and change his rat yellow. And then when he doesn't, she just walks away. (gasps) Yeah. Well, it is. It's such an iconic part. Like, they show it every, like, commercial, like, they advertised for it. Well, like, honestly, too, when you think of Harry Potter, you think of the stupid taped up glasses and then right. she fixes them. Yeah. Hello. Google. Okay. <laughs> Hermione never fixed Harry's glasses in the Sorcerer's Stone book. The scene was added to the movie despite the underage magic laws. You know what? That makes total sense because it's like, one... She's underage still. And two, she's never been to... Yeah, she's from muggle parents. (laughs) How would she know how to fix glasses? Just by studying? That seems like even a kind of intense spell Mm -hmm. that a kid not even gone to magic school yet would know. I remember because I was watching... Well, I remember. (laughs) I noticed it this time around because I was watching and I was like, wait a minute, that did not happen in the book that was good okay but i have to mention mrs figs because harry was not supposed to go to the zoo and that drove me crazy that in the movies they're just like okay harry goes to the zoo and when in the books like dudley threw the biggest fit i know did you notice too in the movie (laughs) i'm gonna notice all this stuff in the movie and you're gonna be like what in the movie dudley like calls to him all excited to go to the zoo yeah he's like going to the zoo yeah i was like dude you're mad at him right you don't want him there and that would have been our first intro to mrs figs and yeah i mean we'll get into it in future books but 
We are going to try to be as least spoilery for future books as possible. Yes. I'm not sure how successful we'll be, but we'll try. Oh, well, I guess let's not jump to the train yet. I guess we should talk to what drives me insane. Okay. When Hagrid comes. Yes. (laughs) And like in the movie, it's so quick and it's like, cool, you're a wizard. We're leaving right now. Whereas in the book, it's like, cool, you're a wizard. I'm going to hang out here. We're going to stay the night here and then I'll take you. Yes. And then he still has a whole entire month with the Dursleys. Yes. Before he goes to school. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're off. Whereas it actually took time and was like, wow, you don't know anything about Voldemort? And like, and he also like delved into that history before he took him to Diagon Alley. This poor kid, not knowing how famous he is, is just walk in the movie, just walking through like, whereas at least in the book, he's like, oh, people will know me. And it's like, yeah, not only did he learn that, like, and that actually is a point that they could have done with the Dursleys. It was like a flashback where Harry gets recognized a lot and they didn't do anything like that which i mean it's kind of okay because they did that in uh the leaky cauldron the one thing that i also thought too with this <laughs> was the first and the second book and movie are like the closest in the whole entire series so i was like ah, oh, this is gonna be a piece of cake for these first two and then because i watched the movie a week after reading the book i was like oh there's so much wrong here right okay did we learn that Hagrid was expelled in the movie? I don't think we did. All we heard was... We don't until three. Two. Crap. <laughs> I thought I had until the third book to get to... Uh, I'm halfway through the second book. I'm not going to say where I'm at. <laughs> That's for you to find out. Uh, but why... <laughs> My brain just blocks out anything with Aragog. Oh, well, you're getting close. <laughs> yes, I am. You don't like spiders? <laughs> Not at all. When I go to Universal Studios, uh, so on the journey to Hogwarts Ride, there's a whole part where it's all spiders and Aragog. And, like, the Dementors are, like... <laughs> I can tell you how big the Dementors are because that's the part of the ride that I don't close my eyes at. But they're like <laughs> as tall as like your lamppost and as wide as like three people put together. It's so oh scary. Yeah. So the second I hear the <laughs> of the spiders crawling and like you're getting chased by a dragon. So you're in the school oh, and cool. you see the like ceiling <laughs> cracking down and that's when you know Aragog's coming. I close my eyes until I hear... Ah, it's the Dementors. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never been to Universal. I have like three times. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad. One day. I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit, so. Yeah, I did not. I feel like I texted you about something. I'm sure you did. In the, hold up. <laughs> in the beginning? Uh, at the restaurant, I think, with Hagrid, but I can't remember. I don't know. I just remember in Gringotts, too. <laughs> Let me just, like, blow off whatever you were thinking about. I love that they portrayed how much Hagrid hated it in the book. And they did not in the movie. 
It was just like a quick, oh, here's your money and here's everything. Oh, you mean like getting sick? Yeah, he hated the... Well, I feel like they didn't portray that for... Well, I guess Harry did kind of (laughs) like make a little like gesture. But I think everyone doesn't like it because... Okay, that's in the second book. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go spoiling. Okay, let's see. I realized that we skipped something that really bothered me. So we're going to backtrack a little bit. I hated in the movie how they screwed up entering Gringotts, or not Gringotts, (laughs) uh, Diagon Alley. So in the book, they're supposed to tap one brick. And in the movie, they tap three bricks. Or they're supposed to tap one brick three times. Oh, in the book, they or in the movie, they tap four different bricks. Around indented ones. You're supposed to just know. And then, actually, I read this, or I watched this thing way back when, that JK was even upset with it, because she expected it to be, like, an archway, and it just kind of all... Anyways. Oh my gosh, okay, this was my most frustrated part. I did not like that they cut out Madame Malkins and where he met Malfoy. I agree, because I think that was way better... Yeah, I think his first introduction to Malfoy in the clothing shop is the way to go. Yeah, and I was just like, <sighs> uh, so the third iconic thing that happens that doesn't happen properly, as I can also see from all your bullet points, <laughs> is Harry buying the wand. Yes, I that drove me crazy too. He tried what two wands. And, I and nothing happened. Nothing big happened. It was just, uh, what's his face looking at him going, oh, that's not right. Yeah. Like, well, in the book, nothing mm-hmm. big happened. Yeah. He's like, holds the wand and then he like immediately snatches it away. And like, that's it. And then after he tried, what did it say? Like, I felt like all the wands in the shop. Mm-hmm. It made sparks, right? It didn't like glow like an angel. No. Oh, Which also frustrates me because if you go to Universal Studio and they do the wand selecting, they do it like in the movie. Oh. They do the, literally, you know, they're going to try three. The first two are going to break glass and make a flower die. And then the last one's going to go, oh. So you legit, when you pick your wand, actually have to pick it like that? Or oh, it's like a fun n- thing. It's a fun little thing. So they have a wand shop and there's a secret entrance where you like every half hour they have you stand in line and like go in. And one person out of that group is getting their their wand is choosing oh, them. Have fun. So I that's the only way I'll buy a wand. I won't buy a wand any other way. Why am I going to spend 70 bucks? <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> the only way I'm going to do it is. When my kids turn 11, I'm going to do the legit get like a like a little stuffed owl and have them bring a Hogwarts letter and we're going to fly to, I guess, Florida. Because they also have the Hogwarts Express there. Yeah, we got to do that. And then I'm going to let them pick a wand for their like birthday present if they want one. And if they don't, I'm going to. Your kids are going to want one because they have little things around the park that you cast spells on and it makes things happen. Yeah, that's why I want a wand. (laughs) But I'm not spending that. The wand has to freaking choose me. Right. And oh, no, because I planned on not letting Tyler get one. You're going to have a problem. My kids are three years apart. So if when we go for Riley, she's going to get one and then Tyler just has to 
deal. Wait until your 11th birthday, yeah. kid. You're not a wizard yet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Well, I thought it would have been fine because it would just be a thing. But if she legit gets to do stuff. Well, yeah, there's they like give you a map and there's a bunch of little things that you do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I'm glad we're talking about that because it made me think of the stupid jumping frogs in the in the how train? yeah in the whole damn movie series <laughs> this frustrates me to no end this is what I was texting you about yeah so glad I remembered um, in the books these chocolate frogs that we now assume just jump around everywhere are just chocolate frogs right. they don't jump. They don't do anything. You just eat them. And yet in the movie, I swear in every movie, you see a chocolate frog jumping at some point. <laughs> it is. It's pretty like, I don't know. Like, how would you even eat that? How would I would never feel comfortable. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Harry Potter. I guess I just wouldn't want to eat. Yeah, but that's like eating a live animal. Yeah, that would be weird. Okay, we're actually doing pretty good with like staying on track. We just I, You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. So I want to backtrack to when Harry sees the Weasleys on the platform and it's just a quick like you know they got the line of like oh I'm not Fred he's Fred you call yourself our mother blah 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 I also think that they say it wrong in the movie you know what I think they do too because I think like whoever it is the other one was supposed to say it yeah I think you're right I remember something was weird about that line but anyways so we I love seeing Ginny so upset in the move in the book. Like See, you've made it? me I was like, shut up, Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in the I love Ginny. Ginny's one of my favorite characters in the books. We'll get to that. <laughs> I only like her in the sixth one. Ah, uh, I love Ginny in every single one. Um, when I realized she was his love interest, I was so mad. Really? <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jenny's like my f- second favorite character. Nope. But, anyways, so I love that she's like, you know, we learn more about Jenny and about like other than the movie. She's like, good luck. That's all she says. It's like okay, and then, uh, and I love that Fred and George help Harry lift his trunk and like put it away and then like they're like wow mom we just met harry potter and you know jenny's like i want to see him and then mrs weasley is like stops like making him a you know roadside attraction basically and it's like we really get to see how awesome molly is and i love molly too and molly is great I feel like this is going to be how you are with all of these. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse, you guys, as the each with each book because they're going to leave out more and more and more. Oh, wait till we get to the third one. I just finished writing up that one last night. I was just like, <sighs> fuming. <laughs> just wait till we get to the sixth one. <laughs> the third one's my favorite. And sixth, sixth one is my favorite. Yeah. Third, third's a close second, but uh, actually fifth is a close second. Third is my third. <laughs> <laughs> the third movie hmm. I was gonna say the third movie is my favorite but I think that's the sixth one too <laughs> oh the third movie is horrible okay well the third one okay so Harry Potter the movies always came out around Chris's birthday Chris is a childhood friend of mine and so we would just go and see those for his birthday I hated Harry Potter up until the third movie I was bored I was bored out of my mind with the first and second movies <laughs> 
gosh. But then the third one came out. And that's when I was like, oh, intrigue. I like this. So I think that's why the third movie is my favorite. I remember going to see the first one in theaters at least two to three times. And the, one of the times was for New Year's Eve. We went and saw it with some childhood friends that I had. And uh, we'll get to it. But when like Seamus blew up the wine and the feather, oh my gosh, all I could hear was my friend cracking up and it was the funniest thing is like ingrained in my brain all right so now we're on the train right and the frogs are jumping the when they shouldn't be jumping the thing that really bothered me about the train it okay it really didn't i was just confused as all could be where it, i guess it gave insight this is in the book it gave insight to how poor the Weasley family is where Ron didn't even get a new wand. He got Charlie's old wand. But, but doesn't that mean that the wand isn't pliable with him or whatever? Like yes. it doesn't listen to him? Yes. And it's like, why did Charlie need a new wand? I just didn't I just didn't get that. I mean, it's a very quick, like one line thing, but it just like stuck out to me. Like, why? But that's not a book comparison movie. That's more of a judging the book thing. <laughs> okay well let's just go to hogwarts yep. <laughs> we're at hogwarts now hogwarts. <laughs> i don't like how the sorting hat uh they make it seem like the sorting hat is talking to everyone when yes. they talk to just the person yes that was my big thing too and they don't have the song they don't have the sorting hat song i don't like that at all and i and they make harry be talking out loud too like it's movie magic people you can Make it have like an echoey effect and we will understand it's all in the head. Peeves. Peeves is kind of important. Yes, I'm sad okay. about Peeves. Peeves should have been there. He's in every single book. It's like, I, I, I guess he's not super important to the story. And that's why. But he's so fun. He's fun, but like. They found a way not to use him in every one, but it screwed up the real it screwed up how it's so sweet you guys if they could just make this a show and every episode would be a chapter my life would be complete so. yeah but the casting i like a lot of the cast and they're all too old to play these people now yeah i mean that would be weird and that would be hard to redo oh gosh where do they put their cauldrons i realize i spelled that wrong i think they just leave them in the class all like 3,000 kids have all their cauldrons in the class. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. yes, they do. <laughs> it's a witch school, <laughs> anyways. Okay, so there uh, in the book, Malfoy originally tries to take the remember all in the great hall, but McGonagall comes and is like, What the heck is happening? and so. <laughs> They're like, said it exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, Professor, and they go and do their thing. So now he's already pissed off, right? Because, you know, he got in trouble. So he's out for Neville, right? And then the book kind of play, or the movie plays it kind of right, where he grabs the remember all after Neville falls and all this sort of stuff. But it's the before that part. Well, what also gets me is I, I don't like how crazy Neville on the broom gets, like... <laughs> Neville literally in the book just flies up a little bit 
and falls off from that great distance and breaks his arm. Not zooms all over the place. He's not a freaking... He can't fly a damn broom. <laughs> I think I have a different feeling than that. So my issue was that in the movie... She's like, okay, I'm going to, on the count of three, blow my whistle. You're going to hover and come back down. And that's what Neville did. Yet everybody yelled at him to get down. Like, she blew the whistle. He hovered. No one else came up. No one else did what they were supposed to do, but he's getting yelled at. Whereas, I didn't mind the crazy broom because I was like, that's a little more exciting to watch than just up, down. Yeah, but it's Neville. Like, I feel like Neville's already excited to watch because they made him such a goofball. I love Neville. He's one of my favorite characters, too. I like him in the later books. I mean, that's true. He he He's a very good uh, character development character. Yeah, he's one of the best. Yes. Okay, also in the books, McGonagall seemed pissed when she came and got Harry from catching the Rememberall. I felt like she was pissed in the movie, too. I don't know. She didn't seem as pissed as I think she could have been. <laughs> I know, but they also had to... Again, in the movie, you have to... If she just comes down mad, you're going to assume that she is going to expel him. But you have to kind of feel like she's up to something else. Yeah. <laughs> this is my, you know, professional, not film degree opinion over here. But something that didn't happen that I think should have they 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 tiptoed around it by doing other things but there was going to be a wizard duel well i mean there wasn't going to be but they talk about it i do agree that they should have that would have been better but like they thought and like that then we learned what a wizard duel is because like you guys it took me rereading the book to even remember that that was going to happen i was quite sad about it but that's like that's how you know, they all got locked out of the... That's how they get detention rather than... Shoot, I can't even remember how they get detention in the movie. That wasn't how they got detention. That's how they found Fluffy. Whereas in the movies, they just were going up the stairs and they... The stairs changed. Mm-hmm. And then they're like... Which is also so stupid. Yeah, like, what? Like, oh, we better go before the stairs change again. Like... Just stay on the that set of stairs and you'll get back to the freaking place you're trying to go. Right. Whereas in the book, it made more sense because they're running from Filch. Right. Or was it? It was Filch. Yeah. Yeah. They were running from Filch. So they had to run and they hid. And that's how they got to Fluffy. That was one thing about the troll in the dungeon thing. In the book, he doesn't do it as dramatically as he does in the movie. Who? Oh, the quirrell yeah you're just like ah just so y'all know yeah literally he just like calmly walks up and it's like dumbledore there's a troll in the dungeon i liked it in the movie better i think though knowing that he's the one that did it i know i feel it's his him over acting to try and i think if i saw someone acting like that i would really be like what is he up to but if he just comes up calmly and is like hey it's Especially since they're in a school <laughs> that this probably happens every once in a while. That's true. And he's, you know, the defense against the art, dark arts teacher. Shouldn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah, he should be calm. He should be like, should be don't worry. I've got this it. under control. Yeah. This is fine. <laughs> exactly. I'll, and with the troll, 
the boys go to, you know, save Hermione and then they lock the troll in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And that's why they go back to save her rather than, oh, oh, that's what I want to talk about, too. The fact that in the movie, Hermione is already like their best friend. She's not this annoying little girl who just like knows it all and is just there all the time whenever they're trying to get into trouble. Harry and Ron. And in the movie, they're all best friends. That's why when the troll goes into the bathroom in the movie, they're like, oh, we got to go save her. Whereas in the book, they're like, ma, we're locking it in here. Oh, wait, she's in here because we made her cry. (laughs) And then they feel bad and like, oh, we should probably go save her. Right. And then after that, it explained, you know, like, oh, there's only, you know, now they're friends because, you know, once you go through something like that together, which I mean, I think was a cheesy way to make them all friends. Quidditch. I feel like overall the first Quidditch match went well. Like it matched pretty. Oh no, it didn't. Mm-mm. No. Okay. I hated how this was written in the book. But I think that's just because I'm so used to her other writing. I don't like that it didn't focus on Harry for part of it. Yeah, that felt weird. Yeah. Like we're. It was just odd. And, like, in future books, it would have been, like, Hermione and Ron would have told Harry what happened. But this one, it full-on was, like... Here, this is everything that's happening. And, look, this is what happened to Harry. Yeah, it was just weird to me. I love that Neville was crying, though. Neville cried in the book when he saw Harry was in trouble. And I was just like, that is so sweet. I just love Neville so much. Okay, so Christmas, when Christmas happens, there's a meme that goes around about how it's so sweet that Ron chose to stay behind with Harry because he knew that Harry had no place to go. That is not the case. Ron's parents went to visit one of his siblings. So basically his family chooses to leave him behind and he stays with Harry. Yet everyone's always like, oh, it's so sweet of him. He decided to stay with Harry. Yeah, so that just makes me upset. I'm like, dude, (laughs) he's not a good guy. (laughs) It's not really important at all, but um, Hagrid got Harry... Actually, it is important for the book. It's super important for the book. He got him a flute for Christmas, and they didn't... All they mentioned in the movie was what? The cloak? The cloak in his... Yeah. Yeah, and it was like... Oh, okay. I wanted to say this. I love how in every book the Dursleys still get him a gift. Yeah, I know, right? Like, like a small random little thing. Yeah, it's like they gave him 50, 50 pence. So Don't like, give him a gift for his birthday or anything, but for Christmas. Who yes. we got you, boy. And it's like they I think that shows that they really do love him deep down because they actually have to get out of their way to mail it or find a way to get it to him. I feel like in the book compared to the movie uh-huh. they have reason to suspect Snape for being the one trying to get into the room with Fluffy rather than I feel like in the movie it's just like oh he looked at me the wrong way it's Snape yes he doesn't like me it must be him because if he hates me he's trying to destroy everything right and it, yeah I definitely think that for someone who didn't even know they were famous, he's kind of cocky right off the bat. I know. He definitely is. <laughs> okay, I was like, what is all this pointless note-taking I have done? You guys, I'm, this is just the worst. My teacher side 
is just too organized right now. <laughs> and it's just like, but that's why I keep like, I keep jumping us ahead because I'll look at your notes and be like, oh, we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about that. And I'm like, cool. If I get her up here, she'll then scroll down. Yes. Okay. No. So at Norbert, I think the, uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see how your notes go when you're reading a book you've never seen the movie before. I know, me too. <laughs> because it's going to be all after. And so it's going to be full on memory. And that's another thing, you guys. My memory is the worst for multiple reasons. So I just took notes while reading and then I took notes while watching the movie. And that's why I have 15 pages of notes. Okay, so Norbert. Yes. Okay. I do agree. Like Norbert is three chapters long and in the movie it's a split second and then they get in trouble whereas like for a week ron hermione and harry are trying to figure out how to get rid of it yes and then it bites ron yes it does and that's when they're like okay we've got to do this faster and then because doesn't malfoy see that time malfoy sees and then he comes to like make fun of ron he borrows quotes a book from Ron just to come to the hospital and like make fun of him. But the book he borrowed had Charlie's answer in it, which is how he knew where they were all going to be. And so in the movie, he sees them in Hagrid's hut and then they all the come. day Norbert hatches. Yeah, that's right. Like Norbert is like growing and growing and growing in the uh, book. book. Poor Hagrid. At least in the book, he got to have a dragon for a little while. Yeah. In the movie, it's literally here's your baby dragon goodbye right exactly so they get caught (laughs) when they're getting norbert to ron's brother charlie they left their cloak at the tower i feel like that was the stupidest move i'm like really right you guys have it for everything else how do you forget it okay so here in the book they have neville and the tension like is so different in the book than it is in the movie it is so the first major difference is it's Neville, not oh Ron. Oh. Why do I always say that? It's Neville, not Ron. <laughs> and I love in the book how they divide them up first. So they have Malfoy and Neville and mm-hmm. Fang and Harry, Hermione and Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Like Hagrid should have known right away. That was like a terrible. He should have been with Malfoy from the start. Like yes. that was stupid. He knows who his dad is. Right. And so... Harry, Hermione, and Hagrid, they run into two centaurs in the books. Does not happen in the movies, right? And this is where we really learn that centaurs are, like, odd. They have that really bad CG centaur. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. That's what, you know. So bad. That was so great for that time. One (laughs) class. So, um, Neville sends up red sparks, they switch and everything like that. That did not have... But no, that does not happen. What happens is Harry somehow gets separated from everyone. Yeah, because Malfoy and them see Voldemort and he freaks out with Fang and he goes running. And so then it's just Harry. And Forenze came to save Harry in both. Mm -hmm. But in the book, he rides on his back. Yeah, I think that's funny because then the rest of the group just comes and finds Harry in the movie and, and yeah. it's like, oh, cool, you're safe. Bye. Right. And it's it was kind of important that he rode on his back. Yeah, because yeah, if your ends basically like says, we know it, there's prophecies about this. I need to keep you safe. Right. And uh, then that's what really starts pissing off all the other centaurs is like you. he treated you like a, 
horse. Why did you let him ride on your back type of thing? And and so also they're pissed because he told him right. about the everything. Yeah, that that's true. Even though at the same time he still spoke in his stupid little code. So Harry was like, I don't know what the heck what? you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now let's just let's get to the night. That yep. They go to the Sorcerer's Stone yep. uh, when they all come down and Neville's there to stop them. Well, that all happened accurately. Yes, it did. I realized I was like, I don't know what I'm saying about this. So they get to Fluffy. Yes. So they're at Fluffy now. And Fluffy is already asleep in the movie. Well, you know why they did that. Or wait, they did explain that in the movie, didn't they? Where Hagrid went and like to get Norbert, he exchanged the info and it was the music playing. Oh, well, then I don't know why they did that. So, yeah. But well, the reason they did that is because they didn't say that Hagrid gave Harry a flute for Christmas. So they just were like, well, let's have some music playing. Even though, you know what? But he told them and the harp was just there in the room. Oh, yeah. So they went without even having a plan. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Wow. Well. Gutsy movie. (laughs) Main characters. Oh my gosh. I know what would have happened. Oh, I never thought of that. Idiots. (laughs) So in the book, Harry plays his flute and then they all jump in. But in the movie, they all jump in because the harp is playing. So that's like the main issue or main difference with Fluffy. Whereas then we get to Devil Snare. This makes me so upset. You go. Well, so they all land. And like, well, first Harry lands and he's like, cool, chill. This is fine. And then Ron lands and he's like, cool, chill. This is fine. Then Hermione lands. And that's when they realize like, oh, shoot, this is wrapping around my legs. And Hermione in the book was never touched it. She jumped off to the side before it. Because she realized what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And she jumped to the side. She didn't fall down through it like they do in the movies. Exactly. And she does. She lights fire. She doesn't do a Lumos. Lumos. Plus, also, what the heck did she say in the movie? Because I feel like that's a random oh, yeah. spell that is never. So lamb or something like that. Lumos a lamp. Lumos. Lumos Olaris is or something, something like, like that. that. I was like, it's Lumos Maxima. Like. I don't think it's Lumos Maxima. I think that's a movie thing. Again? It's just just Lumos? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So they're done with the Devil Snare. Then they go to Flying Keys. Oh, this one drives me insane, too. Because I do not like that the second Harry touches the broom, all the keys come attacking him. When really, there's three brooms, so they all can fly together. Which is weird. Like, why would there be three? Yeah, that's stupid. Only one person should be trying to go through all these tests at one time. But anyway. That's a book issue, not a <laughs> not a movie <laughs> problem. And when they get on it, it's this nice, like, cool, we're flying our brooms. We got to find the key. Not this, cool, they're attacking me while I also have to find the keys. They had to make it more interesting, apparently, for the movie. Well, I feel like if they just put three broomsticks in, that could have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so they work together, they grab the key, and now they're in the chessboard room. I feel like... This part is pretty well done. Yeah. I like, I like the chest. I love wizard chest. I wish that was a more common thing in the movies. I feel like it's also not in the books. I mean, they're randomly playing it every once in a while, but it's not like it was in this one. 
So actually, I'll tell a, a memory from this one. Um, so in the movie, the king drops his sword, right? Mm-hmm. In the book, they just he just uh, yeah. throws yeah. his crown. But so when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, I legit thought Harry was supposed to pick up the sword and like stab the king and like break it. I was like, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Keep in mind, guys, I was like, let's see, 2001. I would have been nine. So <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> so they finished this chess scene. And now in the book, they go to a troll. Yeah, that's knocked out. And yes. That's not even in the movie. That is not in the movie. Then in the books, they go to the next room and it's potions. And I think this would have been so cool. It would have been so cool and so like... Quick. simple and easy yeah. if what they needed to do is not make the freaking keys attack Harry. Right. they could have saved all that cgi and then put it in props right here yeah and so because the potions are like the potions make the hermione think and like kind of show you like yeah you get that hermione smart but i feel like this is the first time where it's like okay here's logic you need to apply it yeah and so I really liked the potion part, and I was sad that it wasn't in the movie. And so basically, she goes back to Ron, and Harry goes forward. Whereas in the movie, neither she just stays. Neither the troll or potions happen, and Harry is just like, "It's me he wants. Yes, <laughs> you need to go get him to the hospital wing." Yep. And so that's where we leave the two, and then Harry continues. So now we're at the final room. I feel like a lot of this they did well. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Obviously, you can go in more detail in books. And so, like, they went into all the detail of, like, Quirrell explaining everything. But they explained it pretty well in the movies, too. Yeah, they did. They did. And so, um, oh, yeah. So, in the movie, or in the book, he made ropes and wrapped Harry up. Yeah. Whereas... They did fire. Wasn't that what stopped him in the movies? This fire ring stopped him. Yeah. So stupid. (laughs) Well, they spent so much on the CG for keys. Apparently. (laughs) Couldn't make ropes. Right. Oh, you guys, I'm so mad at my past self right now. Apparently you wanted to talk about it, but hey. (laughs) But why would I want to talk about it if it's the same? I don't know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that their whole part is fine. Okay, this part isn't. All right. So then, the uh, I feel like they do okay in the hospital, too. But wait, before they get to the hospital, there's something that they really messed up at the end of the, the coral thing. They blistered. He didn't, like, turn to dust. I don't like how he just, like, poof. Well, you also have to realize their main demographic at that time was all nine-year-olds. Are they really going to show a ton of blisters on a dude? I guess so. That would have given me nightmares for days. (laughs) I guess so. Oh, no. I hate that they made Voldemort fly through Harry, which knocked him out. I hated that. I, in the book, he just, like, passes out because, like, the pain because it hurt him it hurt harry to touch coral too and they didn't portray that it just hurt coral and so harry was in so much pain that he passed out whereas 
in the movie. It's like some ghost Voldemort yeah. attacks him. <laughs> Stupid. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, so the hospital wing, I think they did a really good job. Yeah. I feel like any Dumbledore scene they do pretty good with. Until later movies. <laughs> yes. Particularly the fourth one. Oh, yeah. Hey, I've read enough of that book to know. I haven't read the fourth book yet, guys. Oh, my Like, God. at all. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack. They did do really well in the hospital wing because they they got the key needed things, mm-hmm. but they didn't uh, talk about how Voldemort's not really dead or why Voldemort... Harry asks, why did Voldemort try to kill me? And he's like, I cannot answer this right now. And uh, they explained where the invisibility cloak came from. We never find that out, do we, in the movie? We never find out it was his dad's. And then, you know, the iconic Dumbledore hands out all these (laughs) points. At the very last minute. Yep. Like, it, can you imagine being any of the other children? This is all I can ever think about whenever I watch or read any of these movies or movies and books. Uh, could you imagine being one of the kids that's not Harry Potter? I know. I would be like, dude, Dumbledore, you've got a favorite. Right. <laughs> like, obviously. Out of all your years of being a headmaster, what? <laughs> Even like here, it's like Hermione and Ron get 50 points. And then Harry, you get 60 points. Mm-hmm. What's up, dude? And then Neville... You can have 10 points. Because that'll get you guys over the top. So, obviously we didn't get all the differences in the books in the movie because, well, there are far too many when it comes to books versus movies. I did want to mention, though, they never do it in the movies, but I really like how he always takes the train home and he always sees... I was going to say, I was just going to say that, actually. I like... Because the Dursleys do come and pick him up, which you would think for how much they hate him. (laughs) Right, exactly. And it's like, but um, he's really excited because he's like, ha ha ha, they don't know I know how to use magic or I'm not allowed to use magic outside of school. And so I just think, I think that's a fun little like random thing. It's pretty good. Yep. So uh, book or movie? Definitely the book. (laughs) You were about to say movie. I was about to say movie. (laughs) Uh, uh, you know what's crazy? I think I'm gonna go movie. Oh no! Yeah, I know. Oh, I love that I at know. the beginning. You're like 99 percent of these will be the uh book is better, and now you're well. Look, I do think the book is better, but I think if given the choice to read the book versus watch the movie, I would watch the movie. Hmm. I'd definitely read the book. The movie, I'm not saying the movie's not good. I would definitely yeah. watch the movie. Yeah. But it's funny because when I asked you that question, I was like, yeah, it's definitely a book. And then I sat here and I was thinking about it and I was like, that's how I felt about several things that we like characters and everything like that. I'm like, I have for all these years, this has been my answer. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. That's funny. How how much you want to bet all of these? My answer is going to be movie. I know, probably. <laughs> Actually, we know which two are not going to be that case for me. Yeah. And we actually know there's a lot of movies coming up after we get through Harry Potter that I'm going to be like, book, movie, movie, book, movie. Okay. So we're at casting now. Okay. On IMDb, it credited 125 people in this movie. 
obviously we're not going to talk about them all. Most of them are like background characters anyways, like girl in library and stuff like that. So, but, and then... Hey, at least they give their extras credit because a lot of movies don't. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. But um, we also mentioned this already that we're going to sprinkle characters throughout the eight. Basically where we think they're the most important character, that's when we'll talk about them. Yes. so like, Or like better character development, I should say. Yeah, so if we don't talk about your favorite character in this book or this podcast and you're like, they were in this movie! Book! We will, we will get to them, I promise. Okay. So we got Minerva McGonagall, played by Maggie Smith. First off, Maggie can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. It's like I, I don't think I've seen her in anything else. I probably have, but like off she the top is. of my head, I don't know. I, you know what? I haven't either. But I just love her so much. <laughs> How do you love her? <laughs> if you've only seen her as the goggle, okay, I've seen. I feel like I have seen her in something else. I know she's in. Like, is she in Downton Abbey? I never watched it, but I've seen commercials. I've seen. Her. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen her in commercials for a lot of stuff. She kills those commercials. <laughs> yeah, she slays them. But anyways, I think she was perfect. There's not a lot of characters who, when I reread the books, I think of the actor and actress. Like, I picture them, but she's one of them. She does a good job. All right, next we've got Aunt Petunia, Uncle Vernon, and Dudley Dursley. Uh for Petunia, we've got Fiona Shaw. For Dudley, we've got Harry Melling. And Vernon is Richard Griffiths. And I love Richard Griffiths. Anything he's in. Usually he's just a bit part, so I can't say. Usually everything he's in is great. Like, he's the star of the show, but I do most everything else he's in. There's a Johnny Depp movie he's in that I yeah. just love. Uh, Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. Freaking love that movie. <laughs> great movie. But there, this is another... They're kind of how I... I mean... In the books, they're supposed to have blonde hair. But other than that, I think they match pretty much. Oh, yeah. I I wish Dudley was fatter in yeah. the yes, movies. Agreed. Because the whole time he's basically called a pig. Right. Uh, but other than that. Yeah, I think they match really well. I like them. Next, we've got Professor Quirrell, mm-hmm. Ian Hart. Um, I feel like he's not squirrely enough. Yeah. I can see that. I almost feel like he plays Mr. Cool too much. I think he did well. I thought he was... I I see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. with the squirrely. But I think overall, he played the scared professor. But then at the end, he played the boss, I got Lord Voldemort on the back of my head type of character. Okay, we've got Voldemort. Played by Richard Bremer, which I think is so freaking stupid. <laughs> That's how much I hate. I, for some reason in my head, they had Rafe playing him. Uh-huh. And then I looked it up and I was like, That's not Rafe. No. That's some jerk <laughs> who is not Voldemort. And I don't like him. No, I don't like it either. I think, you know what? He didn't do a horrible job. It was just weird because it wasn't our fault. Well, Rafe, Rafe is so good. Yes. Like anything I see him in, I, 
I hate him because he's Voldemort. Except for you don't watch The Handmaid's Tale, so you. No. His brother plays the main bad guy in that. Oh, how fun. His brother's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so bad because they look a lot alike to where I'm like, ooh, I already don't like you because you're Voldemort. Right. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So. He didn't do a horrible job. It's just he wasn't our Voldemort. Well, plus, I'll give him this. They really have him just playing a dude on the back of a dude's head. <laughs> right. So he doesn't have a whole bunch of... Not a whole lot he can do there. Huh. True. Uh, next, we've got Neville Longbottom, played by Matthew Lewis, who, in my opinion, grew up to be a fine-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> the Neville Longbottom effect, isn't that... That's yeah, I know. think so. Yeah, they long bottomed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's. I mean, who doesn't love Neville? I love Neville. I mean, I guess he's you know more likable the older he gets for attractive reasons and his character development. Yeah, but I think he matched the character in the books to the character on screen really well. Oh yeah, he did. He did really well. Yeah, I think so. Good choice. Good job, Matthew. Yes. Next, we've got Draco Malfoy as Tom Felton. I was going to say, I think I said that backwards. We've got Tom Felton as Draco Malfoy. So, love Tom Felton. Yeah, I think he did good. Yeah. Yep, Yep, he's good. It was, uh, especially the first two with his hair slicked back and everything. He was like the perfect little kid you just hate. Oh, for me, it's six. I love his look in six. I just love six. I'm very interested to see how our six podcast goes. But it's going to be four hours long and it's going to be me talking crap the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. But I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a great choice. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> he did good. He plays the little jerk really well. <laughs> yep. Along with my father's going to hear about this. He definitely played the father's boy. It makes it. I follow him on Instagram and he like he's so likable it makes it hard i know that's all i see like when i watch like behind the scenes stuff it's like he just looks like such a great fun friend i was bummed when i went to comic-con i asked for a hug in our picture and he told me no (gasps) oh why i don't know (laughs) i was sad i was like okay (laughs) awkward too yeah like who really says no right man i've hugged like 500 girls today i'm just done rude so 500 girls before me got a hug (laughs) who knows all right so we have seamus finnegan devon murray and dean thomas alfred enoch oh i love so the guy who plays dean Mm mm-hmm He's, like, become such a big actor now. He's in uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Really? Yeah, he's, like, the star of, that, of the first few seasons. But That's cool. He does so good in that, and all I can think back on is Dean. But then I also gotta go back to book six, so I don't like him for that <laughs> But I think both actors, they both did a great job throughout the whole series, and... Uh, Dean is my favorite, like, background character. Yeah. I think. Dean is a good background character. Yeah. Okay, we got Mr. Filch, David Bradley. He's exactly how I imagine Filch. So here's my problem. I don't know if... Because I read the 
book mm-hmm. after I had watched the movie. If yeah, that's how I imagine him. Or if that is how I imagine him, if that makes sense. That makes sense. But I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was deep. All right. Next we've got Oliver Wood, played by Sean Bakers. Bakers? <laughs> Are you 12? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> He's got a bigger stuff than you. <laughs> Gosh. All right. We have Oliver Wood. Oliver. Oliver Wood uh, played by Sean Biggerstaff. And I thought he did, you know, a great job. I think he could have been more Quidditch, Quidditch, Quidditch. Everything's about Quidditch. But for the short role, he, a couple lines he got, I think he did good. I feel like he wasn't Quidditch captain material, you know, like I feel mm, his presence wasn't like, I'm the captain. Yeah, I know. That's another thing, too, that in the books, it's just he has more. Yeah, that just we have more time to realize what because Quidditch practice and everything like that. Yeah. So that could just be that reason our last one is do you say forens or forensi i don't know what it is friends frenzy friends they say friends in the movie don't they yeah okay he's ray fearin i didn't like him i don't even think there's any of him i think it's all cg you think all of it is it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> well, then... I feel like they didn't give this guy a chance. No. I guess that's true. And other than that, we're gonna... Oh, no. We saved the I was just gonna say, last. wow, way to just, just skip kidding. right over them. Just kidding. Let's start with Hermione Granger, okay. played by Emma Watson. I'm gonna say... I wish her hair was... Better. They followed the book for her hair. I, I don't like it. They can at least style it rather than making her look like she like they do. slept in it for days. The third one. Hey, she's nine. Think of you at nine. Did you ever style your hair? My mom would not let me go out of the house looking like that. I did not style my hair. Her mother but- is not there. I say nine, guys. Sorry, because Emma Watson was nine. So 11. She's 11 and her mother is not there to style her hair for her. And she, she's a she, witch. She can only focus on her studies. She's a witch. All she has to do is. Okay. Other than her hair. <laughs> how do we think Emma did overall? I do like her. I don't. Sometimes in the first movie, I feel like she's learning how to talk. <laughs> like She says certain things with a little more like enunciation. Well, this was her first ever acting role. So, well, whoever told her to enunciate more, I hate them. <laughs> well, I liked her. I, well, I, I like her, too. <laughs> I love Emma. So fun fact, our dog was named after her. I knew that. Well, they didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but you looked at me. <laughs> well, that's because you're the only person in the room. Hello, computer. <laughs> Did you know that my dog was named after Emma Watson? Okay, and I have to explain why. Because before Harry Potter even happened. Because she loves Emma Watson. Well, yes. Well, you got to hear the whole story. I grew up with Smith, so my last name was Smith. And our dog was Maggie. 
So we had Maggie Smith. Total coincidence. Like, this was way before the movies came out. And so then we got a new pup after Maggie died. And we're like, let's name her Emma. And so she wasn't Emma Watson. It was just Emma. But (laughs) anyways. All right. So we got Ron by Rupert Grint. I thought he was good. He grew into his character, I think. Yeah. I know they're all kids, but you can really tell that they've never acted before. So it's kind of hard to take them seriously in this first movie. Mm -hmm. But I love, I love him. He, he, I met Rupert Grant at a Comic-Con, guys, and I didn't ask him for a hug because the year before that is when I met Tom and he said no. And it was the first time a celebrity at a con had said no to me. So then I got really self-conscious about asking for anything in a picture. Yeah, but he was really nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I would love to meet a celebrity one day. All right. And then last, of course, Mr. Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe. You guys, his acting is so horrible, like, through all seven, eight movies. (laughs) But I think he was a fun, good choice. I think they all three had chemistry really well. Oh, yeah. I love him. I know. I love Daniel Radcliffe. Like, I watch the show Miracle Workers just because Daniel Radcliffe is in it. I want to watch it because he's in it. Like, that's the only reason. Well, plus I love Steve Buscemi. Yeah. He's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little plug for you, Daniel. Uh, (laughs) We got your back. (laughs) But I think he was a fun, good choice. I mean, this is, again... Because it's been 20-something years. I can't think of anyone else who would have played him. That's true. I was going to... He's so great in six. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give a sticker to anyone who can tell me how many times Bree has brought up six (laughs) in our podcast. (laughs) Six books is my favorite in the movie. I love the movie, too. Even though there's a lot of differences there, but like whenever I need my fix for six, if I don't want to read the book, I just pop in the movie and it's perfect. There you go. There's three right there, if you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but we're going to touch on these three, I think, and Neville and Tom. I love how I say Neville and Tom. (laughs) Right. Matthew and Tom, or Malfoy, Malfoy and, and Neville. And again, the in, last one. Yeah, so we can really look at their character development. Because it is. It's really hard to critique. Off the first one. Yeah. yeah. Little Keep baby that in actors. mind for Twilight. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. That was it. And you know I'm going to bring him up in six. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> All right, you guys. That was it. Is that it? There's no more? Oh, yeah. Next week. Can you guess what we're doing? Twilight. Boom, boom, boom. Just kidding. The (laughs) sixth Harry Potter book. (laughs) The sixth one? (laughs) Oh, no, you guys. Oh, no. Are you sure you're ready for this podcast? No, are we? Yes. So, yep. Stay tuned. Book two, movie two. Excited. Yeah. This has been fun. My notes are more organized next time, so. (laughs) I have a feeling we're going to be skipping a lot of them still. (laughs) (laughs) But 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tell me why I almost did the My Favorite Murder sign-off. <laughs> I know. What's our sign-off? I don't know. Stay sexy and keep reading. No. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Offscript Podcast 21. See you next time.